0: What's up, familia? Welcome back to the Boys Will Be Boys podcast. As you can see, I have a very, very special guest beside me. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) This is my beautiful wife
1: oh hey everyone my name is phoebe i'm omar's wife nice to meet everyone well i can't really meet anyone on here but <laughs> yeah it's okay of This of
0: awkward uh, introductions online. yeah
1: actually it's pretty awkward <laughs> like at work okay. and
0: you're like nice to e-meet you that's what people say that work <laughs> oh now it's like gosh. nice to e-meet you it's like bruh it's so corny yeah. anyways um i'm so thankful to be doing this episode with my lovely wife um and it's a special episode it's like a few, like three special episodes in a row. The first one, I think, was my birthday, where I gave, was it, how many lessons, so how many, however many lessons um, that I've learned in my 30 years of life, and then the following week was my mom's birthday, and I basically gave her an episode to kind of honor her, and now this episode uh, is a week late, I realize that, but uh, for good reason. Phoebe and I, we actually took a week off last week. And we decided to head over to my parents, who live um, in the GTA area. And so we got to show them our bundle of joy.
1: Oh, Mickey Migs!
0: And Mickey Migs, Miguel. Um, (laughs) That's his name. Yeah, his name's Miguel. Um, But they never get to see him because we live, uh, you know, in the nation's capital. And so um, it was a good trip. You know, we got to go to the spa. We, got to, we went out to eat, went to Copacabana, yeah. which is um, an experience.
1: It's actually pretty good. But I wouldn't go again, though.
0: Yeah, it's one of those yeah. things where it's like you go, but then it's like once you have that experience, yeah, it's like you can't repeat yeah, it again. You won't go again. Because yeah. it's like, oh, okay, I've been here, done yeah, that. Yeah, kind of but
1: thing. It's, it's a really cool experience, though. I liked it.
0: And honestly, I'm not going to lie to you. You might make fun of me because I might have the palate of a five-year-old, but it was a lot of red meat. That was not well done. Oh, uh,
1: yeah. what yeah. oh, was it like medium rare?
0: Yeah, I think a lot of it was like medium rare. Yeah. Some of it was medium well. And it was just like... Yeah.
1: It was It was all right. It was all
0: right. To be honest with you, it was, it was good. The overall experience was really good. I guess I just got to grow up with the foods that I eat, right? I guess. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's get into this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you. Uh, for your ears every week for listening to um, my voice and for uh, yeah going along with me on this journey uh, where I'm just sharing things I learned things that uh, I've learned throughout my life and now you know my wife's life as well <laughs> and um, this episode is number five and um, yeah I'm so we're excited so how we want to start up the episode is essentially kind of talk about things that we have learned. Uh, through our two years, yeah, second yeah, year of years. marriage, mm-hmm. and uh, we did this last year for our one-year anniversary, and I posted a video to my YouTube. If you haven't seen that, um, it's on my personal page. You can go check that out on my personal page, and um, it was pretty good. We got some really good feedback um, about that video, and so um, I just wanted to do the same thing. I think it's uh, you know going through another year of marriage. Um, Successfully and, uh, you know, having a healthy marriage, I think it's important that um, I just wanted to share. uh, I wanted us to share kind of things that have helped us and things that we have learned that we are going to maybe incorporate or things that we will stop doing or whatever um, in order to continue to have a good and healthy marriage. All right. So fellas, listen up, open your ears, because not only my voice you're hearing today, but it's also... My lovely wife, Phoebe, Yay. representing the ladies.
1: I hope I can represent the ladies well. Nah, you represent the ladies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you want to start? I want to start. There's no script to this, by the way. We're oh. kind of just going off the Okay, dome, so. you
1: start, because whenever you start talking, I start getting ideas. So, okay, I don't okay. really know what direction you want to go in. So, you okay, go first. Cool. <laughs> I kind of don't have a
0: direction either, but uh, we're going to wing in. So, okay. I think the second year of marriage, um, I can reiterate... I was thinking about it a little bit earlier, and I think one of the things I can reiterate from the first year Mm -hmm. was um, definitely patience. Yeah. Like, I think that for me personally, and it's crazy because I said this in the first episode, so I feel like it's a bit redundant for those who might have watched that video. But my dad always told me that, listen, like, as a man, patience is huge. Mm -hmm. If you can learn patience and learn that, like, patience will save you from arguments Mm -hmm. it will save you from disagreements Mm -hmm. it will save you from you know maybe saying things or doing things that in the end have no value yeah um you know the faster you learn that fellas like honestly the better your marriage will be and it's tough because you have to have really good emotional Mm -hmm. intelligence to be able to humble yourself to say what i have to say what i think in this moment doesn't matter enough for the longevity mm-hmm. and the health of our marriage yeah like because definitely. in a moment you can say certain things or do certain things mm-hmm. that will trigger your wife mm-hmm. like, there's certain things that i could say that mm-hmm. might trigger you yeah like i feel like we're getting to that point now where we know each other's trigger yeah, points. yeah definitely so it's like i'll <laughs> say certain things knowing yeah. very well that like it will trigger phoebe and i'll say it out of annoyance or anger and just lack of patience but yeah. if i'm just the, the times that I do choose to be patient, it's funny, like, you'll see that, oh, I have seen that Phoebe will eventually, like, I guess, steer in the direction that I expected her to go in or, uh, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, it's strategic. Don't act like you don't do <laughs> it to me. I know you do it to me, too. <laughs> oh, you're making me look like I'm a manipulator so <laughs> You do the same thing, girl.
1: Master manipulator, huh?
0: Nah, I, yeah. I, we don't do that over here.
1: Yeah, eh? Hmm. Drink that water. You're gonna need that.
0: Bro, can you talk? <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking.
1: Yeah, but no, I I agree. Like patience is definitely one. I so not so much patience for me. I would like to think that I have a good amount of patience. <laughs> I don't think I'm that bad. I really don't. I think I have my other weaknesses. Um, but the one thing that I've learned is tolerance. Oh my goodness. Like, you know, I thought I could tolerate people, but it's not until you get married (laughs) that you realize you can't tolerate like one person. It's actually crazy. And like being a woman and living with a man, um, there's a lot that you have to tolerate. Like, I'm not saying that you are bad at certain things. You're just different. You're just different in the way that you think. You're different <laughs> in the way a that diplomatic, you... That's <laughs> like,
0: thing to say. <laughs> my goodness.
1: That's who I am. I'm very diplomatic. <laughs> I pick and choose my words very, very wisely, yeah, as you've noticed. Good. That's good. But like, the way you do things, the way you think, the way you say things, everything is so different mm-hmm. than if I want to say generally how women do or think or say mm-hmm. or just how I do. And so I've noticed that because you're so different, it's not fair for me to just pick on everything about you. You're just different. And so I have to accept you for who you are. And so that's why I say I've learned to be tolerant. I don't know if that's the right word to use or accepting, tolerant or accepting. Um, Yeah. And it's taken it's it takes a lot of maturity because I'll see something and I'll be like, bro like, why can't you just do that, like, thing my way or, like, the way I see it or, you know, see things the way I see it? But it just, it is what it is. Like, Omar is different for a reason. I'm different for a reason. But when we come together, it just becomes something beautiful. So, yes, tolerance. Right.
0: Yeah. I think that goes both ways, too, because there's obviously mm-hmm. things that you do that I'm, like, feed. Like, I'll give you an example, a stupid example, but, like, sometimes she'll hold Miguel and instead of using... A burp cloth, like something to cover her. Okay, that's or a her really bad
1: example. How I'm a mom, I don't care. Like in the beginning, I was like, "Oh my gosh, I can't get anything it. I can't get any spit up on me." Now I'm like, "Listen, the boy can spit up all over me, all over my face, my pants, my shirt. It doesn't matter. I'm a mom."
0: She's a mom, so she don't care. But I'm gonna tell the example anyways. <laughs> okay. So basically, I'll be like, "Why don't she just use a burp cloth?" We'll even go out with him, and she's holding him on her shoulder. And he'll like spit up on her clothes, and it's like if you just had a burp cloth, that wouldn't have happened. But she don't care; she's a mom. So <laughs> hey, just two different perspectives, and it's like if it's me, like why wouldn't you want to keep your clothes clean if you could? If there's a way to keep your clothes clean, just keep your clothes clean. I'm a mom. She's a mom. <laughs> it's just one of those things that like you just learn your partner, like more and more as the years mm-hmm. go by, Definitely. and you just realize, man, you gotta pick your battles. Yeah. But I think it's the battle is picking the battles because you realize what's important from what's mm-hmm. not and you realize like the outcomes of not picking your battles mm-hmm. well and mm-hmm. like you know like you just learn like your partner what your trick what triggers them and and the things that like matter to them most and the things that don't matter to them and it really teaches you how to pick your battles well mm-hmm. so i think it's just a matter of time you know we've been married 2 years mm-hmm. they say that you know the honeymoon phase is now coming to an end
1: it's actually not.
0: That's what they say, though, right? Yeah. Which They say I'm... the honeymoon phase lasts two years, and after those two years... Oh, okay, no, no, so... sorry. They say that the rough season is the first two years. Okay. Sorry, I mixed that up. My bad.
1: Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But, like, the honeymoon phase lasts for... What? I don't know.
1: Okay. This is going to sound really off, but, like, hear me when I'm saying this. So, like, I've actually been waiting... Like for the honeymoon phase to end to be like, aha, this is where it really starts. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but like, no, it's just kind of been like a steady pace that we've been going and we have our ups and downs, but it's been steady, you know? So like when we have our downs, it's okay because it's not too frequent that we have our downs. Yeah. And when we have our ups, it's okay because it's like a good balance, you know? Mm-hmm. So If it goes like this for the next X amount of years that we stay together, you know, until the Lord calls us home, I'm actually very happy with that. Like, it's steady, you know? Mm -hmm. But the way I understand how people are saying, like, oh, I think it's like the first two years is like...
0: I think it's supposed to be like... Okay, so I think I've heard two... I might be... I stand corrected. Comment below if you um, have heard either of these. But I've heard... One camp say that like the first two years of the honeymoon phase, okay. where like everything is bliss. That's what I've heard. Perfect. You don't have any fights because you're trying. You're not trying to step on anyone's toes. Mm-hmm. And then you have the other camp that says that the first two years are completely rough okay. because you both are trying to find your space together. Okay. You're trying to fit, find your fit together. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it's like a lot of arguments, a lot of frustration and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so that's what like two different camps say about marriage. Okay. So I guess. I don't know. I, I've i heard both, but yeah. I don't know. What do you think? You can comment below. <laughs>
1: yeah, so um, I, I prefer the way that it's, it's worked out for us. Um, just because, you know, you get a taste of both sides and then you're able to kind of like adjust a lot better than having like a really, really good two years and then um, after two years, all hell breaks loose, you know, or all hell breaks loose. As soon as you get married, and then you, there's, like, no hope in sight. But then it's like, oh, wow, everything's perfect now. I don't know. I I just, like, you know, balance.
0: So, yeah. yeah. I, and it's funny because I feel like we were like that even in our dating phase. Yeah. Where we were, like, in our courting phase where we were, like, I don't know. I was, I'm was. i the type of person. I'm just a very straighter person. Like, if if this is who I am, I'm going to show you. Like, I wear my heart on my sleeves. That's the type of, That's the type of person that I am. And so I remember when we were talking and getting to know each other. I really did not hesitate to like pour my heart out to you. Yeah, you didn't. Yeah, and like even <laughs> I even called her out on certain things, like I said certain things that you're not supposed to say in the dating phase because you want to impress your significant other. But like to me I'm like if this is the person I'm gonna marry, they need to see the good, the bad and the ugly. They need to know who I am, they need to know what I'm about. And so I think that, you know, that's part of the reason why Phoebe and I have such a good healthy and, and enjoyable marriage because we knew we basically knew what we're getting ourselves mm-hmm. into you know and it was like like honestly and this is a piece of advice maybe for people that might be dating mm-hmm. and courting in your courting phase or kind of uh, in the discovery phase of your relationship with someone like don't be scared to let your hair down and like be completely honest yeah. and transparent about who you are like if you are a messy eater eat messy in front of that person let them see you Mm-mm. eat in your true color. Like if you are a blunt person, don't try to sugarcoat what you have to say to them. Obviously be respectful. <laughs> like That's just a general rule of thumb. But like if you're the type of person that is, you know, you, you kind of blunt you, you hit things right on the head. You don't kind of go, go around the issue. Like don't try to beat around the bush when talking about certain issues and having difficult conversations in the dating phase. Cause those things will actually come back while you're married and you know, um, it'll be a nightmare probably to handle it then because you wouldn't have been able to see how you will react and how they will react to you. And this is a whole bunch of stuff. And so I think that that really helped us. Because we're able to know, okay, this is how Omar gets when he's upset. Mm-hmm. Or this is how Phoebe gets when she's annoyed. Mm-hmm. Or these are the kind of trigger points that trigger Phoebe. So I don't know if this triggers her, then maybe down the line, something similar to this might trigger mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. in a similar way. Definitely. And so you really get to know your, what you're getting yourself into. And of course, you're not going to get to know everyone 100% of the time. Because one thing Phoebe and I always say we believe is that um, throughout marriage, you're never just... Marrying the person who they are today. Like, you have to stay married to this individual mm-hmm. as they grow and evolve in life. It's an issue. If you are married to a person and after, like, two years, it's, they're the same person. Like, <laughs> that's actually a problem. And you need to, like, seek to grow. Like, you can't just be stagnant. And so, like, um, it's been a it's such a, a pleasant journey, like, growing with Phoebe. Like, mm-hmm. not, not because she's perfect and not because I'm perfect. But simply because we're both willing to grow. We're both willing to evolve. Mm-hmm. we're both willing to understand mm-hmm. continuously and adapt and adjust to each other mm-hmm. as well as our own selves like like marriage you have to be so flexible and I think that's maybe I guess lessons are just coming out yeah. but flexibility is definitely a thing that we need definitely. to have in marriage um and I'll be a little bit transparent about this. I won't say too much because uh, we haven't done anything yet, but there's certain decisions that we made financially that um I, I we didn't plan on making okay when we first got married yeah right yeah there are certain decisions that we did we we didn't plan on making certain financial decisions but you know by the leading of god and also you know just with circumstance and like we've made certain decisions to do certain things financially that we hadn't have done before mm-hmm. you know and so that's just a, an example and it's and it's funny because you know, when you have certain goals and financial plans, it's like you put certain things in order and put certain things in place, and then all of a sudden things change. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> but the thing is, the thing is, it's good. Like, and and you, I, I'm the type of person I like to be risky a little bit. Yeah, I like that. And like, I, I like
1: and I admire that about you. Yeah, yeah. like
0: I, I, I yeah. like opportunities. I like to take opportunities. I like to take risks. I like to kind of go for it. I like to try things, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I think that that's a season that we're in currently mm-hmm. in our marriage and in our life is like we're in a very transitional season. Yeah. You say. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a transitional season for a while.
1: Yeah. Very, very, very for huge. A while. <laughs> yeah.
0: But um, you know, through it all, we've seen the goodness of God, and and because we have been so understanding with each other, yeah. And like be so willing to adjust. I feel like we've really capitalized on this season. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel.
1: I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, Something came to mind for me. This one is an obvious one, but I'm going to go a little deep with it as like to add an example to show how important it is. So I'm going to start by giving credit to where I got this idea from. So I don't know if you all know uh, Heather Lindsay, uh, when I was um, a lot younger like in my 20s and also like when I was dating Omar I used to listen to her a lot because um, the one thing that I admired about her was the steps that she took when she was dating her now husband um, she took her dating phase or courtship however you want to call it extremely seriously and um After she got married, I paid even more attention because I was just curious, like people who date so intentionally, I wonder how their marriages come out. And her marriage seemed to come out really, really well. And one of the things that she said that she always did was that um, sometimes her husband would annoy her. Like her husband would really piss her off, annoy her, do things that she hated. And she used to nag him. In
0: their dating phase? Or Sorry.
1: In, so in their marriage, I know okay, I added the okay. dating part, but I was just getting context. Mm. Um, but in their marriage, her husband would annoy her like crazy, just do things that would drive her up the wall. And she used to nag him all the time. And it wasn't working because it was causing a lot of fights, a lot of stress, a lot of negative energy in the relationship. And so what she started doing was she started just praying. Like every time she was annoyed... Mm. She would take that same effort of yelling at her husband and everything and take it to God, right? Mm. And this is what I call lamenting to God. And so she would just lament to God about her husband. God, why does my husband do this? It annoys me so much that he does this, but please give him the strength to change. Please give him the strength to do this. Please help him to do that, right? And these are obviously good prayers. It's not like it wasn't they weren't selfish prayers right right? they were just prayers to help her husband because as a wife she saw the weakness in her husband she called it out he wasn't listening and she really wants him to get better Mm -hmm. so what does she do she took it to god and she said that over time her husband changed and i was like i actually like that because personally for me i hate when people nag me like it really gets to me so i started thinking if i hate it when people nag me i wonder how much more it will annoy my husband Mm -hmm. So, one of the things I personally promised myself and it was very quietly in my heart, I always told myself, I'm not going to nag my husband. I don't know if I've ever nagged you. I may have a few times, but. Okay, we have. I'm joking. Okay, I'm
0: joking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> If I have, let me know.
0: I mean, who doesn't nag anyone? True, but so I try far.
1: not to make it like a you, thing.
0: You, you're not bad, though. Yeah. Like, you don't nag continuously
1: yeah i'll say something once or twice and if i notice that you're not listening i'll just drop it and then i take it to god and there have been so many times that like when i've taken it to god again this is where patience comes in Mm -hmm. i have to be patient because it's not like an overnight thing Mm -hmm. but i've noticed that over time omar actually changes (laughs) it's the craziest formula ever if your husband annoys you just take it to god because (laughs) god will take care of it that's my lesson like
0: vana black because it's just one of those
1: things where it's just like
0: like a game show host. sorry
1: but yeah that like one i remember the i don't remember what it was but i remember the first time it happened i was i was like i was blown away i was like whoa this thing actually works you know and so yeah that for me people always say it put God in your marriage, right? Like God first in your marriage or put God at the center of your marriage, mm-hmm. however you want to say it. Mm-hmm. So that's like the general idea. But I just gave you like a tangible example a or a practical yeah. example of what that looks like. Right. And it works. And so that's one major thing that has worked for me in our second year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really good. And and I, I've i done that myself too. Like I've, I've prayed about certain things that I might have seen. And you know, I, and I see how God kind of touches your heart, mm-hmm. especially when there's certain things we don't agree on. Mm-hmm. That's the most...
1: I need to add one more thing. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I do this a lot. Um, But another thing why I personally think it works is because your husband must also be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. That's very, very important. Because if you're... I don't know if I can use this term, unequally yoked. Sure. Where, like, you, the wife, are like you know, super sold out for God and like you allow the Holy spirit to lead you, but then your husband isn't well, when you're praying to God and you know, God is trying to, you know, nudge your husband, like, Hey, do this one thing. And he's not listening to the Holy spirit. That's frustrating. But then again, I mean, all things are possible with God. So I don't want to say that's never going to work, but I just want to add that if your husband is also sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Uh, it makes things so much easier. So yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just had to add No that no
0: it's good. that's definitely a good point. Yeah. And I think it's very important to mention that mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. all of what we just said it'll be null and void. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If our partner is not a believer or even a believer that's sensitive to this to the nudgings mm-hmm. and the promptings of the Spirit mm-hmm. of God. But um no I agree hundred percent. Like there are definitely times where we didn't agree on certain things and I just prayed about certain things, and, you know, God kind of turned your heart. Oh, really? Yes, really.
1: Oh, I didn't know that you had the same strategy as me.
0: Girl, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Girl, bye. (laughs) But, no, for real, and I think that it's so important, you just said it, like, keeping God at the center of your marriage is the key. Like, making sure that like you said, like we're both chasing after God. We mm-hmm. both are are pursuing a relationship with God. And so we know that when we pray and when we speak to God about our partner, this same God who we're chasing mm-hmm. is in between the both of us. Yeah, that's good. And he's just and he's righteous and he's fair and he loves each of us and he has our marriage mm-hmm. in the palm of his hand. Mm-hmm. And so he knows that what we're praying for will help our partner which inevitably, inevitably will help our entire marriage and our yeah. household. And so mm-hmm. he's going to change our heart, mm-hmm. gonna our heart, or he's going to turn our heart, he's going to change certain habits that I have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so it's funny because you just think about marriage and the, the institution of it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's of God, and mm-hmm. it's God-designed and ordained, mm-hmm. and it's meant for the purpose of fulfilling the purposes of, of um, establishing the kingdom on earth, mm-hmm. right? And there's so many... like. The one the main way that I've seen the enemy attacks marriage, mm-hmm. especially to our specific roles. Mm-hmm. I'll say with men, he makes us lazy, he makes us distracted and um not uh loving to our wives and to our households. Like we have to really, really be intentional as men in our marriages and as husbands, as fathers, to be sacrificial in our love, to be um uh, to 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 be diligent and to work hard and to work well, and what else did I say? Lazy. Whatever. But this. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that those are the specific things that the enemy uses to attack marriages. And I also want to mention, for wives, mm-hmm. like why the Bible calls wives to be submissive to their husbands, and so I think the biggest area of attack is submission.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: like for women to come into agreement with their husband to a certain vision, a certain goal for the family, a certain way of life, a certain standard of life for the family, that's one of the biggest areas. Yeah. Like, would you say, would you agree yeah. as a woman?
1: Definitely. I mean, it's very evident in our generation today. Like, that's the biggest topic right now. In relationships, submission. Because women don't want to submit and men want women to submit. You know, and it's, I don't know. It's a hot mess. Yeah, no, it's it is. It is,
0: and and it and it goes to show why we need God in our marriage, and not just in our marriage, but in our life, right? Because if he's if he's not the center of it all, our life, our marriage, or everything, then everything kind of crumbles. Yeah. Because everything is supposed to rely on Him, and so I really thank God that He's helped us in our marriage, um, in our own personal lives, mm-hmm. in our marriage. You know, in, in so many different areas of our life. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, man, it's yeah. it's been a good journey. Yeah. And, um, you know, you kind of mentioned something. And I kind of want to take it there a little bit. Okay. This episode is getting kind of long, but it's okay. It's a special episode. Okay. <laughs> There's two of us. There's two heads. So it could be a longer Yeah, episode. okay. Sounds um, good. But I kind of want to talk about what you said about um, women of this generation. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because
0: of that. Mm.
1: <laughs> you know, I have my personal comments about that, I but know, that's okay. I
0: know, I know. I but let's let's it. Air, let's talk about it. Let's air it out because I think it's something that we need to talk about for you. Like, like we men have our issues, but yeah. you started talking about women, so we're gonna start with the women, okay? So, like, what do you see? Um, I guess in what you'd call the modern day woman, right? And this is kind of lingo that you hear in the manosphere you hear people like kevin samuels and a whole bunch of other guys
1: the manosphere
0: yeah it's called the manosphere
1: since when yeah this is a thing oh my goodness the manosphere it's
0: where men come together to basically talk about men's issues and to uplift each other as men and to talk about toxic femininity oh wow yeah it's a thing it's a whole thing right so okay so and and to be fair, there are certain points that I do definitely agree with okay. that are spoken within the manosphere. Okay. But there are some, there are some things that are talked about, or some things that are said that I think are kind of stretching things a little bit. Like it, okay. it doesn't need to go that far. Um, but I think there is quite a bit of truth, like in things that are spoken about in the manosphere. I just think the perspective that is taken on those topics is kind of problematic. Okay. And perpetuates kind of the whole toxic masculinity okay. thing. Anyways, you have some things to say okay, about the environment. Okay, I, I women, do. So it's let's, funny. Let's, let's I'm sure there. you.
1: I'm sure people can see me like organizing my thoughts. It's always like my face shows everything. <laughs> I don't even know where to start, but something came to mind, so I'll start here. So I have a friend that I talk to every now and then. I'm not going to name her name, but if she's listening, she'll know it's her. <laughs> and we talked about this, and. For her to agree with me and to be experiencing the same thing, I think it's I think it's a good place to start. I'll put it like that. Okay, so I feel like, and I'm not speaking for all women, but I feel like there's a general issue amongst women that they don't want to submit to their husbands, okay? I don't know the, the individual reasons, but I don't necessarily agree. I think it's important to submit. Um, but I don't think submission... Has anything to do um, with the concept of slavery? If I want to come to it from that perspective, when I say slavery, I mean like, you know, whatever the man says, you do. Like you're like a slave to your husband. Like, I, like the traditional sense yeah, of marriage. Yeah. No no, like no, no. 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 The woman stays home. Exactly. She wears a
0: dress down to her ankles. Exactly. Yeah. She cooks and cleans all day. She doesn't yeah. Do anything. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. But the way I see submission is that like, how do I? Say? Oh my goodness. Um. Like, submission would probably be, like, uh, I guess, submitting yourselves to the vision of the man. So, like, when you marry a man, right, you should know the vision that the man has, right? Because when you guys come together, the man is going to lead and carry that vision forward. And he needs a helper to carry that vision forward. So you need to be on board. So, um. Submission I guess would be for a woman like uh, I guess just being on board with the plan, with the vision, with the goal. Um, I'm
0: sorry this is why the dating phase and the courting phase is courting phase is so important so important.
1: Right. I'm going on a bit of a tangent, but I kind of want to bring it back because there's a point I want to make. Um, but my friend and I were saying that it's easy to submit to your husband. When your husband treats you right. Okay. So I'm going to leave that thought there. And I'm going to go on another tangent. Okay. So when you have a friend. Mm -hmm. That is so nice to you. Okay. And like every time you see that friend. Like your heart melts. When your friend asks you to do something. Are you going to be like. Are you going to be spiteful and be like, no, I don't want to do it for you or I don't want to serve you. I don't want to do whatever for you. No, you're going to be like, oh, my gosh, of course, I would love to help you, you know, or I would love to serve you. The same concept goes for your husband. Mm -hmm. Okay, if your husband loves you unconditionally Mm -hmm. and he asks you to do something, Mm -hmm. it's so easy to say yes. Okay, whenever Omar asks me to do something, I may be tired. I may not want to do it. Right. But because Omar loves me so well, it's easy to say yes. Now, does that mean that I shouldn't have a backbone, right? Mm-hmm. And not and and you know, and just agree to everything that you say. Right, right. No, it doesn't. It just means that if I disagree, then we sit down and we talk it out, right? right? right. And this is where compromise comes yes, in, yeah. Yeah. you know, and all those other things come in. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we still won't disagree.
0: We mm-hmm. still won't agree. Sorry,
1: we still won't agree. Yeah. Sorry. And then that's when it gets tricky right. because sometimes you're just going to have to humble yourself and say, okay, I trust you, mm. right? I trust you. But then how do you even get to that point of trusting the person? Let's take it back to dating, right? Because in the dating phase, you need to know the person that you're going to marry and you need to trust that person so well that in situations where you may not agree with your partner, but you can trust that he can take you to where you guys need to go. And so I said a lot of things, and I hope I'm not all over the place. <laughs> but that's how I see submission, mm. okay? It's a lot of trusting. It's a lot of compromising. And even as I'm talking from a perspective of the husband says and the woman follows, the same goes vice versa.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Where, you know, Omar will say something, and I'll say, I don't agree. But then we'll both hear each other's points. And then Omar, Omar will be like, you know what, Phoebe? I'll actually follow you. Mm-hmm. You know what? Mm-hmm. Your your perspective seems sound. We're going to go your direction. Right. You know? So it's that balance of sometimes I listen to Omar. Omar sometimes listens to me. Yeah. You know? So, yeah.
0: Yeah, no. I, I think that's good. And I think it explains... I think that was a good explanation of the whole submission issue, especially from the woman's perspective. Because as men, like, we can only say so much, right? In principle. But, like, practically Mm -hmm. and even emotionally, Mm -hmm. like, talking about trust, like, having to trust that your husband is going to lead you well. Right. Even though you might not even fully understand, right? Like, I think that's super important. Um, And I think that... um, you you also said that uh, you know it's important for men also to submit to their wives sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like we're not gonna always have it figured out as yeah, men. Yeah, definitely. We don't know everything. Like, and that's mm-hmm. one thing that I I get from the manosphere that mm-hmm. where it's like um, you know men are the head, men are mm-hmm. the lead, and, and they have they have this traditional um, perspective on mm-hmm. marriage, which I I do agree with the mm-hmm. traditional perspective on marriage, but then I I don't I don't take it to the extent where You're now degrading women, Mm -hmm. talking about the modern woman Mm -hmm. as if she has nothing to offer. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, a lot of men come with that whole question, well, what do you bring to the table, Mm -hmm. right? You hear that a lot in the whole manosphere, Mm -hmm. conversations and stuff like that. And women usually get offended by that question. Mm -hmm. And I think rightly so, in some cases. In others, I Mm -hmm. think it applies. I think it's all relative right yeah. like there are certain women that you know are probably like shaking their booty online all mm-hmm. the time and you know what i mean it's like okay other than shaking your booty what do you have to offer like i can mm-hmm. understand the question then yeah. but it, and in any case you shouldn't be even chasing a girl like that like bro come on like yeah raise your standards up a little bit as a man you know what i mean you talk about women having standards men we gotta have our standards too mm-hmm. anyways back on course um you know, I think that it's important that we realize that the partner that we pick as men is our life partner. Like, she, <laughs> this is the thing that I understood when I when we were getting married. Mm-hmm. But I think even being in marriage now, and mm-hmm. I think I haven't even seen half of it yet because we've only been married for two years, mm-hmm. really. But understanding that, like, you are my life partner. Mm-hmm. You're my business partner. You're my financial partner you're my partner in parenting you're my partner in like you're my counselor Mm -hmm. like you're you're everything to me Mm -hmm. like you're my you're my go-to you're my safety net in Mm -hmm. life Mm -hmm. aside from god Mm -hmm. you know and so i think that when we're picking our spouses Mm -hmm. as men we have to realize and understand that um who we pick is important Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so for the fact that you're asking someone what you bring to the table, like, you should already know mm-hmm. as a man what a woman is bringing to the table. That's why you approached her in the first yeah. place, right? And also about the submission, it's it's easy for a man also to submit to his wife's opinions yes. when he knows who she is yeah. and what she has to offer. Yeah, Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it works both ways. Like, I think it's very important that as men we, we start to, like realize our own value. I think mm-hmm. a lot of the issues in the manosphere that men have is that they talk about certain situations that are beneath them mm-hmm. but they try to like, it's like they try to bring value out of someone who hasn't even seen their own value. Like wow. you're trying to bring value out of women that are, you know, dressing kind of sleazy online and, yeah. and shaking yeah. their booty and are doing only things like that. Like yeah. And you're trying to bring the value out of them. Yeah. I feel like it's to be honest, I feel like a lot of the conversations that are had in the manosphere are like derogatory to women. Okay. Because these are conversations I feel like should be had in private to try to really build these women up. But instead, a lot of these men are like like I was watching this one video, I think it was on the um which podcast was it? I think it's called the Jump Jump Men podcast or like the Jump Ball podcast and like there's this guy, I think he was like a pimp or something. Mm-hmm. He used to be a pimp. I think in his past life, mm-hmm. and he literally like degrade. He gets to the point sometimes where he looks like he wants to fight the women, and I'm oh like, God. bro, what are you doing? <laughs> like, are you okay? Like, well, so the you... question is, who hurt him? Honestly, like question. for real, you know what I mean? Like, Why? in the first place, you're a pimp, bro. Like, you don't even <laughs> respect women, and then these poor like girls or young women are coming on it on the show, like getting degraded, getting like like sit on,
1: yeah. like
0: getting spit on, basically. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like. And it's like, bro, like, I don't know. I feel like the manosphere is very toxic, but then there are a lot of good conversations Mm -hmm. that come out of it, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, You know, something else I want to add, I did touch on it in the point that I had addressed before, but I think vision is very important. I think... So first of all, I am just of the opinion that men carry vision. Women carry vision too, but I think men carry the vision and the woman come along and support or also carry the vision as well, however you want to see it. Um, But the reason why I want to talk about vision is that if you're a man and you have a certain vision, when you're dating and you're looking for the right woman, rather than what do you bring to the table, why don't you rather ask what is your vision? Because Mm. if you ask the woman, what is your vision, then she's telling you what she brings to the table. Right. And then that way, when you're talking about submission, well, if you're saying something that is out of well, not even out of line, but like when you're saying certain things have to or certain um, standards have to be met in your relationship or family or whatever. Right. The woman doesn't really have an issue submitting to those standards because it's in line with the vision that you both agreed with. Right. Right. So I think vision is very important. And I think that's why when we were dating. When you told me what your vision was and my vision was similar, right? right, it's very easy for me to submit because I know we're all going to the same place. We might be doing things a little differently. But if I'm someone that's like an end goal thinker, right? then it doesn't really matter too much how we get there as long as we're getting there. And that's how you kind of avoid all um, the arguments and disagreements and Mm. issues of submission because we have the same goal.
0: Yeah, I I 100% agree. And I want to say this. Um okay I'll say this mm-hmm. and I'll say it on the second point. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people run into issues while dating and courting because they court based on looks. Yeah. As opposed to actually dating for substance. Yeah.
1: I mean there's nothing wrong with looks though.
0: <laughs> I mean you ain't lying though, because you you gorgeous. And oh, that's one of the things you. that attracted me to you. So
1: thank you. And you're handsome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs> No, Anyways. but for real, like, I feel like a lot of people, like they go through so many different partners, and they get frustrated, and they say, you know, oh, women are this, and men are this, because like you've tried to date so many mm-hmm. people without actually knowing who you are, mm-hmm. and what you even bring to the table, mm-hmm. and what your vision is, mm-hmm. and it's like, now you're chasing after wind, because mm-hmm. it's like today you feel up, tomorrow you feel down, today you feel like you're going to go this, today you feel like your your vision is this, and it's like you're chasing after all these things because you can see how you could fit in everybody's life, Mm -hmm. but it's like you don't even have an identity for yourself yet. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the most important pieces when it comes to relationships and marriage Mm -hmm. because you have to know who you are and exactly what you said, your vision for life, Mm -hmm. right? And that kind of leads me to my second point where... As men, I think there's a lot of pressure on us to feel like we have to have everything figured out before we get married. Mm -hmm. And I want to debunk that and say you do not have to have everything figured out in your life before you get married. Mm -hmm. I think one of the beautiful things about our marriage so far is that we're actually building together. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm I'm not a successful super millionaire guy. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, I'm not broke, but I'm not I'm not a millionaire. You know what I mean? But I feel like we're in a stage of life right now where there's like so much potential on yeah. the inside of us and the both of us, mm-hmm. and it's like we're both coming together yeah. to build together. Yeah. And I think that's the beautiful thing about our marriage, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of people kind of miss out on that. Yeah, that's true. And I've seen a lot of guys try to make sure they have like, you know, hundred k in the bank mm-hmm. account before they get married, or you know, have you know ten houses before they get married, and it's yeah. like. Why? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you actually don't need that stuff. Yeah. You know? And I think that um, it, it kind of sets a poor standard for men in marriage. Mm-hmm. And it also um, can create some type of superiority complex in the marriage for the man as well. If he's not humble mm-hmm. enough to handle it. Because if a man has a house, a car, good job, and all that kind of stuff before he gets married. And he has, you know, a million dollars sitting in the bank account, built a successful business or something before he's married... Now when he does get married, it's like you're talking about, well, you're living in my house. This is the house I bought. Or you're driving my car or you're eating my food in the fridge. You okay, know what I mean?
1: okay. I need to interrupt you there. Because you have to understand too though, Omar, that like not everyone's reality is the same. There are some men that actually just get it all together before they get married.
0: Well, okay, no, that that's true. Yeah. But like I'm talking about men that refrain from marrying. Simply because they don't have it all together.
1: Okay. Yeah,
0: 100%. Some dudes just figured out early. Like, they're millionaires at the age of, like, 20. Especially in our generation, Right. right?
1: And I think, sorry, I think I'm pushing you in another direction right now. But, like, when you finish, I also want you to speak to those men. Like, how do you, I don't know, like, comport yourself as a man who has it all together and is looking for a wife? Like, how do you relate to a woman? Maybe I should be answering that, but I want to hear what you have to say.
0: Yeah, that's that's a toughie because to be honest, I'm not in. The, I've never been yeah. in that position, right? Like we got married when I literally started working. Mm-hmm. You know, in my kind of career, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, I, mean? I still feel like I'm not even in my career mm-hmm, yet. But mm-hmm. um, so it's tough for me to answer that. But I guess the best advice I could maybe give is just be true to yourself and look for someone that's true as well. Like, you might need to take a longer time to watch that girl that you're Mm -hmm. watching. You might need to take a little bit of a longer time to analyze how she is in Mm -hmm. different situations Mm -hmm. and how she thinks about certain things. And I think um, it's important that when you're young, and this is the problem, right, where a lot of young guys, especially when they're rich, when they're young, they drive big, huge cars. You know, they party, they wear expensive clothes. So it's like the girl sees you and everything you do from that point because she's seen you in the expensive stuff she might be faking everything just to get to your, you know, your pockets. And I think that's important that as a young person like you, you don't show off what you have. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like it's important that you just stay humble, mm-hmm. you know, drive a normal car. Don't be driving a Lamborghini. Like, you, like it's not even necessary. Like, you know what I mean? I mean? Bro, if you that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. But if you want to get married and you have all this stuff, then make sure you find You you live a humble life until you find that person. Like, if if part of your life plan, if part of your life objective is to get married, just buy that stuff after marriage. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like... And then you have the whole issue of, like, prenups. Like, prenuptial agreements. Yeah. That comes up a lot in the manosphere conversations. Because of what you just said, right? Like, if a guy is super successful, he makes, like, six figures a year. And, like, he marries a girl now. And the girl knows that he's rich. It's like, yo... Yeah. Because once they get married, she's entitled to half if they divorce. Yeah, that's and true. And she could literally get into the marriage just to divorce him. Yeah, to come up. Yeah, like you look at someone like Jeff Bezos, wife. Like, yeah, I was just thinking. I mean, they were married for a long time, yeah. so it obviously wasn't one of those situations. Maybe he's just a messed up guy, and she's like had it, you know. Mm-hmm. But like, yo, she's literally a billionaire today. Yeah, because of her, because she was married. Yeah, and got divorced. Yeah. So, I, I feel it for those guys who, like, are successful and are scared of women taking their wealth simply because they, were, they decided to sign a paper and then mm-hmm. sign another one to say divorce. Like, mm-hmm. so, I get it, but I can't speak too much to it, honestly, because I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I- I'll leave that where, I, where yeah. it is. Yeah.
1: Okay. And I just want to also, like, talk from the perspective of the woman, but, like, if you're a successful woman how do you submit to a man Mm. that's not as successful (laughs) as you or that is as successful as you, but like you're a strong willed woman, woman, because for me, I have a lot of friends that are like super, super successful, successful, sorry, like they're very strong willed women. So and some of their complaints are like, oh, like, how do I submit to a man or like, you know, I'm an independent woman. I got my own, you know. And you know what? Honestly, like, I don't hate on those women because some, sometimes, it's not like even sometimes, women, we just like, to, we're just go-getters. We just like to get things done. We just like to be independent. We like to achieve just as much as men. So when it comes to marriage, how do we fit into the whole submission thing?
0: You answer that.
1: Oh, my goodness. I don't know. Because
0: to be honest with you, Fee, I feel like that is exactly your persona. Me, you have that go getter personality, like Uh, you have like three degrees under your belt, okay? But like you have that, okay, that's that same type of persona, but yet still, you were able to submit in our marriage, like you are very Uh, submissive in our marriage.
1: Yeah, But I'm not like, I know some other girls that are like way, way, way higher up, like, but how do
0: I think that's a good question for you to answer?
1: How do we submit? I mean, this is how I submit. I'm not telling other people to submit like me, but this is just how like I submit. <laughs> um I don't know, to be honest, I really don't know how to answer this one. I part of it is my personality. I am a happy-go-lucky person. Mm-hmm. You know, like I actually do take life very seriously. If you really know me, I take things very, very seriously. But very ironically, I'm also really laid back, you know? So how do I submit? I don't know. <laughs> to be
0: honest. Okay, I, wait, about wait,
1: that wait, okay, Even though okay. I'm saying I don't know, I saw it in my parents' marriage. So like, even though like sometimes, okay, okay, sure. Let me let me come at it from this perspective. I am a go-getter and I am very independent, but I know where to draw the line. How do I know where to draw the line? I saw it in my parents. That's the best um that's the best example I can give. I don't know how, why I think the way I think when it comes to submission. But when I was growing up, I saw my mom submit under um, my dad's, uh, I don't know what you want to call it. I don't want to say authority, but like leadership. leadership the there family. we go. We don't want to use the word authority. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, like definitely there were things that I did not like. You know, and so, and I think that's the cool thing. Like, as kids, when you watch your parents in their marriage, you pick up on things that you like and you don't like. Generally, I saw submission, so I am also emulating submission in our marriage. But I'm also taking out things that I didn't like that I saw. Um, But yeah, I feel really bad because that's not a really a good explanation. Okay, let me
0: let me ask you because I feel like. You have the answer, but I feel like with the right question, it might come out. Okay, okay thank so, you. So, I don't know. <laughs> okay, let me ask this question, because um, your parents are traditional. Like, our parents' generation yeah, yeah, yeah. are super traditional. traditional when it comes to mm-hmm. marriage. Like, So, like, submission is an expectation. Yeah, like it's not like there was no such thing as a modern woman back in like no, definitely not. the '90s. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like when our parents got married, and even if there was in North America, like your parents are from Ghana, yeah. My parents are from Jamaica. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like that's just how we roll. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have this question that might put things into perspective for you. Um, so basically, like your perspective of marriage—is mm-hmm. it traditional? Yeah. To begin with, mm-hmm. because of your parents. Yeah. So you said you don't understand why you're submissive, mm-hmm. but like your your perspective of marriage is already traditional. Mm-hmm. So I think the question to ask, like, what do you think the ramifications would would have been if your mom didn't submit, or what do you think the ramifications might even be in our marriage if you weren't submissive? I think that might help you answer the question, like, because if you viewed mm-hmm. marriage as traditional. Where the man is the head of the home and this and that, and you have to submit to the okay, man. Okay,
1: perfect. Because I already had this answer in my head, but your question is also leading me to that answer. I think, I think, just as an individual, okay, on my own, I like to, I seek peace in everything. I seek <laughs> peace in everything. So, if I'm in a relationship with a friend, or um, a mother, or an authori- authoritative figure, or my husband right i do my best to seek peace and so when you are seeking peace right and you need to be and you're in a relationship with your husband and the best option is to be submissive for the sake of peace i will be submissive i think that's my answer
0: and that's the answer i, I was thinking of okay to be honest because a lot of times like we talk about it right like it's it's about being emotionally mature mm
1: mm-hmm. That's it, yeah. In marriage.
0: Yeah. And I think this is why it's so important why vision
1: yeah.
0: is key. Mm-hmm. And it's significant in marriage because if I have a certain vision for our marriage, before, like while we're dating, if I have a certain vision, a certain expectation of marriage, mm-hmm. and you have a totally, completely different expectation and a vision for marriage, it'll be very tough for us to come together in mm-hmm. alignment. But yeah. you said it earlier that while we're dating while recording, we both had similar uh, visions right and mm-hmm. that's why it was easy for us to come together and mm-hmm. easy for you to submit under me as a as your husband mm-hmm. right and, and as like a leader of the home because we both understand mm-hmm. that leader that um, uh, marriage is traditional we mm-hmm. both have a traditional perspective on mm-hmm. marriage right And so um, I think we're gonna end this episode. Oh man, you're out of focus. I think we're gonna end this episode. Um, not only is the battery dying, but <laughs> Baby Miguel is crying in oh, his room, yeah. in his crib. He's crying so. for mommy. But this is a good episode. Yeah. Though. I think we, we we definitely got a good episode yeah. in.
1: Yeah. I hope I hope we were able to, you know, uh flesh some things out. Yeah, yeah.
0: And, and you know, just, just shed some light on certain things yeah. and talk about certain things. I feel like this topic is something that like plagues our generation yeah. relationships and marriage and stuff i feel like because we've moved so far from traditionalism in so many different areas and marriage kind of is one of those things too but um let us know in the comments like how this video uh, maybe helped you maybe helped to bring some light to certain things maybe helped to uh, reinforce certain uh, things that might help you in, in your own relationship or whatever um
1: and also comment below if you didn't agree with some of the stuff we said. Because yes. I'm always like interested in hearing other people's perspective. Yeah. I think it's, I don't think it's fair to think that your perspective is the right way because mm-hmm. there's so many different ways of thinking out there. Yeah. So, if you have your perspective on this whole submission thing, and it's actually worked for you, or maybe it's just how you think or what you've seen, uh, please comment below. I would love to read, and you know hear what you have to say
0: definitely yeah Yeah. i I love to hear people disagree because disagreement always brings um enlightenment right Um, we're able to hear opinions and perspectives of people that we know would have never thought that are opposite to our Mm -hmm. own so um definitely if you have certain thoughts opinions that you are completely like left field to what we just talked about and you think that we said something that's completely outrageous and you're like why would why does it have to be that way though um definitely leave a comment um you can also even uh, send us an email if you're shy uh, and you want to, you know, you don't want that stuff to be public. You can email at BWBB or no, boys will be boys pod at gmail.com. That's the email address. Uh, boys will be boys pod at gmail.com. You can also um, follow us on Instagram at BWBB podcast. Um, that's the part, I think that's the yeah, BWBB podcast <laughs> on Instagram and uh, f- give us a follow. And, um, also you can leave some comments, you can, you can leave a DM, whatever you're comfortable with. Um, and yeah, man, honestly, if you have any ideas also for topics that you love for uh, myself or even Phoebe, if you want to request her back on another episode, definitely feel free to do so. Um, I'm sure she'd love to, she acts shy and like she doesn't want to, but she really wants to.
1: I'm actually shy. Just a little bit.
0: Whatever. She's shy. (laughs) Um, but yeah, man, uh, thank you so much. Love you so much. Thank you for listening. And uh, hope you have an awesome day and the rest of the week. God bless you. Peace out.